0: well this episode is sad Uh, yay yay (laughs) yeah so this is kind of my favorite thing is like this bouncing back and forth between like i feel bad for clowns and clowns are the worst thing in the entire universe ever My name is Tara and my name is Jessica
1: and together we co-host the podcast three spooked girls if you love the paranormal or murder Join us every Monday as we tell our listeners about a new spooky tale or true crime case We'll have a special drink recipe each episode picked out by me for you to enjoy while we scare the hell out of you You can find us on Apple podcasts podbean
0: spotify stitcher or wherever the hell else you listen to podcasts Come hang out with us and get your spooky on Welcome to Pomegranates and Pitchforks. This is a true crime and horror podcast that brings true stories and not so true stories together in beautiful and disturbing harmony. I'm Alexandria Youngray with my lovely co-host Sunshine Bellon. Hi, everybody. Yay. Um we we hadn't like made a call to action or anything, uh-huh. but Kay from Tone Deaf, uh, who you met recently. Yes. yes hit me up after last week's episode and was like, I think I know what's going to be in this episode. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then Kay totally guessed half the episode. Wow, so good job. Know, maybe
1: we should send them a sticker or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, if you can predict what you and I are going to be talking about, that's pretty impressive. I feel like it kind of
0: is considering how fucking woo-
1: we go mm-hmm. <laughs> with our topic. Somewhat unpredictable. I'll say.
0: Yeah, I've I've decided that we are not actually the same as just a couple of podcasters reading off of a Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, I should hope so. But yeah, I should st- I should send Kay a sticker is is what I yeah was getting to because uh Kay, without prompting, guessed the second half of our outline. Good job, Kay. So that's pretty cool. Good job, Kay. Way to go. Yeah. You want to talk about? sad the cry clown yes okay cool 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 (laughs) all right so we've talked about mini clown Mm -hmm. and we made the like modern american clown yes and now we're gonna take a small right turn because that wasn't the end of the evolution of the clown okay this is kind of like a... It's it's a dead end, but it reconnects in because something, something history of clowns. Maybe kind of like a roundabout? Like a roundabout. Yeah, it's <laughs> taking a little loop. Great. But essentially... So obviously, this is not where the sad clown was created. The sad clown was created back in the fucking Greek theater days when we had comedy and tragedy right. masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a new sad clown archetype was created... In the early 1900s. And I'm going to give you some stories of these sad clowns and these super huge fucking tragedies Mm. that kind of created this new archetype.
1: All right. Lay it on me.
0: Okay. So, new American archetype, homeless dude, the clown TM.
1: (laughs) The trademark is very important. (laughs) The trademark is super important. So
0: this is kind of interesting because this is where we get kind of get back into clowns as social commentary okay
1: because right, i guess they weren't really so much during the um minstrel show phase and everything like that they were kind of kowtowing to what society wanted
0: yeah they they were social commentary in that you can you know draw rhetoric out of literally anything mm-hmm. but they were you know, they were eating the bullshit that society wanted them to say and regurgitating it back out and making fun of marginalized people and being little shit fucks. This is the clown being an entertainer and doing his thing, but also showing
1: some artistic expression with like – questioning society maybe in a sense fulfilling more of that traditional role of the jester where instead of uh speaking candidly to the king they're speak they're uh speaking candidly at least more so back to society
0: yeah 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 instead of uh instead of placating the king society they are (laughs) overtly telling the truth to the king society Society. (laughs) so let's start with joe coyle And the Hagenbeck-Wallace train wreck.
1: Oh, no. That doesn't sound good. It's a
0: bad story. It's a bad story. Both of these stories suck butts. Great. So we'll get into it. So Joe Coyle, this is a picture of him. Mm -hmm. He is like sad clown TM. He's got the ripped up outfit and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the too small bike.
0: Because homeless guy, the clown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Joe Coyle was the father of a family clown act Mm
1: -hmm. with his wife and son. I feel like that's a setting up for mega tragedy, isn't it?
0: It sure is a setup for mega tragedy. So Hagenbeck-Wallace uh, was a circus formed in 1907, and by 1918, it was actually one of the most popular circuses in the country, hmm. but it also had this super bad history of bad luck, like fires, floods, train wrecks. Um, they even had a flood that killed eight elephants. Poor elephants. I know they they just had horrible luck (sighs) so I could probably just tell you the history of their fucking circus company and I would have have that be the the archetype of sad clown like there right (laughs) here but we're gonna just tell one okay (laughs) and in the in the early 1900s circuses and travel by rail Mm -hmm. were in their peak okay so you know, people would come and watch the circus unload from the rail. You know, right? That makes sense.
1: That actually makes um, a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, totally. Because like, cars were pretty
1: mediocre, and rail was a really well, great way to get a fuckload of stuff. Cars were from also, here also to there. incredibly cost prohibitive. There's absolutely yeah, no way. Yeah, super expensive. You know the 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 percentage of the population that could afford a vehicle is. I think at that time was probably less than, you know, the, the, than the 1% who have all the wealth now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like not even all of them would have a car, right? I mm, the
0: 1% totally would, but like so, let's get to like the worst train wreck.
1: Ugh,
0: okay. The Hammond Circus train wreck night of 1918. And I've got a lovely picture of
1: Yeah, what is that? That's it's the train wreck. I was gonna say it's clearly wreckage, but I'm trying to identify. Was that like a passenger car? Because it looks like the the engine is actually still on the track, and it looks like some sort of destroyed. Yeah,
0: so I'll kind of get into that. A lot of the cars for this particular circus were wooden, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of a part of the problem. This whole thing. Yeah. So June twenty second, nineteen eighteen. At 4 a.m., northwest Indiana, between Gary and Hammond. They were on their way to Hammond, which is why it's called the Hammond train wreck. Alonzo Sargent was the engineer on the empty 21-car military train that had left the station just an hour after the Hagenbeck-Wallace train. Mm -hmm. He had fallen asleep at the wheel, so to speak. Oh, no. Now... The Hagenbeck Wallace train was stopped because I think their axle box had overheated and they were trying to cool it off. Mm-hmm. Sergeant had passed two yellow and two red caution signals, as well as a lit flare left a mile back from the circus train. Ugh. The circus flagman, in a last ditch effort, threw his flare at the front window of the military train. Oh, it you know. Being able to hit a train,
1: even if that had woken up, Sergeant, that would not have been enough. No, no, it wouldn't have been. It might have mitigated some of the damages, but trains don't stop quickly. Yeah, trains do not stop quickly. Trains stop like, well, a mile
0: would be enough.
1: <laughs> Perhaps, depending on how fast it was going. Actually,
0: no, that was a 21 car military train. That was a steel train. A mile might have been enough to lessen the body count. Mm. So the steel military train hit the wood circus train at 35 miles an hour. Mm. It sliced through the caboose, two cars of sleeping crew, a car of black employees,
1: then a car of performers. Wow. 35 miles an hour doesn't sound that fast. That's so, it, it really speaks to how uh strong And how much momentum that – or how much force or whatever that the military train would have had and how just shoddy and rickety the other train must have been because, you know – or maybe not shoddy necessarily, but by our standards, like a 35-mile-an-hour fender bender in a car is not something where people would lose their lives. Even if a semi-truck hit another semi-truck You could totally
0: lose lives at 35 miles an hour. 35 is kind of fast. It's not freeway speeds, but it's like definitely – like thirty miles per hour is business speed, and twenty five is residential. Right. Thirty five miles an hour is definitely enough to go through a wooden fence. Oh and yeah, then some yeah. You know, like um. Oh God, did did I ever tell you about when I was working at Jamba Juice and that car went through the, great clips? Yeah. So it was stopped. It was parked. In front of the Great Clips. So not only was there, like, it was, like, three feet away, but also there was, like, a a bump. Yeah, the curb. All the, like, the, a curb between the car and the Great Clips. Yeah. So it was just, like, curb, sidewalk, Great Clips. Yeah. From park, Uh, I guess this person thought they were in reverse and was actually in drive and just sort of gas, mm-hmm. went straight through the window. Yeah.
1: So... How, how fast do you think that was like five miles an hour <laughs> my point was more the perspective of that you would not anticipate to hear nowadays about an accident especially with a train or something where they were going 35 miles an hour and there were catastrophic deaths like i just it's not something like when you hear about it you hear about how fast things are going and how big and crazy they are yeah
0: i think that on a train it's always enough uh, and again it's because like those those big like heavy cars are like 5000 pounds each. Right. And at 35 miles an hour, 21 of those steel cars
1: Yeah, that's a that's lot. That's going
0: to go through some wood boxes. Yeah. Even if they're wood boxes that are capable of carrying human beings. Yeah. So So yeah, it fucking plowed through these these cars full of sleeping Employees. And then the remaining cars were splintered, which is what's in that picture,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is those like splintered cars. Mm-hmm. And then they piled up, and survivors actually recalled climbing out to see that they were standing above telegraph wires. Oh, wow. So it like sat piled. up high, high. Yeah. Dang. And then the victims who didn't die from the impact died from the resulting fire. Mmm. Which was caused by the kerosene lanterns that lit the wooden cars. Right. So you break some kerosene lanterns and a bunch that of fuel gets cars. everywhere
1: and the cars catch
0: on fire. And Oh, that's so brutal. Yeah. So it was just a whole bunch of clusterfuck. It was just big, bad, awful. Remember Joe Coyle?
1: Yes. Did he die?
0: <laughs> nope.
1: Worse. Uh, his family died and he got horribly burned. So, Joe
0: Coyle was thrown from the crash with minor injuries. Okay. Then he watched the fire burn up his wife, Stella, his nine-year-old son, Howard, and his two-and-a-half-year-old son, Joe Jr. Oh. And to make matters worse, his family had survived the impact, but they were trapped in the car.
1: Oh, no.
0: So, Coyle was frantically trying to free his family Ugh. until they succumbed to the flames.
1: Yep, that's terrible. That's the worst story.
0: So, Coyle was removed from the wreck on a stretcher, and he was quoted crying, I wish I could have died with them. Well, yeah, of course he does. Yep. Did. So, definitely worse than death.
1: Oh, <sighs> <laughs> Like, that's the worst. D- please- and- Okay, okay, yeah. What? I- <laughs> I just, I can't decide if it's better or worse to a, to, I don't even want to know. Like, did he go on clowning after that and then just be super, I think super he did. sad I think and use that as like his motivation? Cause that's like yeah. ultra fucked up.
0: Yeah. I think that's where his sad clown really became his sad clown.
1: <sighs> yeah. It's horrid.
0: <sighs> okay.
1: That hurts. That hurts my soul. It hurts as it should.
0: Yeah. That's right. Bitches feel bad for clowns. We're playing with your emotions here. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, I don't deserve this. <laughs> so so yeah, that's that's awful. And um so so from this crash, at least 187 people were injured mm-hmm. and approximately 86 were killed. Now I say approximately because the bodies were so badly burned and disfigured that it was impossible at the time to get an exact count of how many victims there
1: actually were. I believe that's, yeah, I can see how that could happen. I mean, cremation's like, a thing and, and the bodies and the sticking together and the, yep, that's exactly
0: it. Some bodies were stuck together and some bodies were
1: separated right When yeah so thoroughly dismembered that mm-hmm. because a train went through the them and made?
0: then the train caught on fire yeah oh yep it's pretty suck so to add complexity to the identifying bodies you'd think maybe they could go off of their roster and just sort of count who's there and who's not there but it wasn't that easy Did the roster get burned up Well, no, many of the employees of the circus, and any circus, it's not just this circus, were roustabouts, meaning they were traveling workers who would come in and perform basic jobs and then disappear after the season. Some would only work for, like, a day. Right.
1: Right, okay. And so, you don't fucking know who those are. Well, and that makes sense, too, as we're coming into, I mean, the Depression era, right? Mm -hmm. Like... There are going to be a lot of people traveling because the economy crashed wherever they were from. And they're not necessarily, they're they're just looking for work to, as they're trying to move out west, right? I mean, that was the thing. Yeah.
0: Well, and also, like, um, this is kind of the pre-vagabond. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. just traveling on circuses, getting, what's that called? When you're just sort of odd jobs, working odd jobs. Yeah. That was their thing, Mm -hmm. you know, just random single dudes who were, I don't know, finding their way in life without anybody really knowing who they were or where they were. Yeah. So many of the many of the bodies were identified because they were performers or somehow well known, Mm -hmm. you know, so like if any of the performers died, like there was an entire acrobatics act, I believe, that died in the fire. There was a couple who lost members of their performing
1: troupe. Right. So they would obviously know th- they, who they that They would was. be accounted for.
0: Yeah. And, and also, like, from where they were in the wreckage, you could at least figure, like, okay, this is them. Yeah. You might not be able to be, like, you know, this is so-and-so, and this is so-and-so, and this is so-and-so. But you could maybe be, like, these five people are this acrobatics troupe. Yeah. You know? But... Some were only known by their first name or a nickname. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think there's one grave that's
1: labeled Baldy. He was a driver. And that's that's the label. Baldy. How sad. I guess that's better than it being an unmarked grave, but still, how unfortunate. Yeah.
0: And then to add to that, there were others who were literally only known as unidentified, male or female, and then a number. Mm. So... Unidentified male, 61. Yeah. Is that a thing? Damn. I don't... I can't decide if I hate this or not. The Hagenbeck-Wallace circus Mm -hmm. only canceled one or two shows. Uh,
1: I'm gonna say I don't hate that. Something, something, the show must go on. Uh, not even, like, for the glory of the show, the show must go on, but something, something, like... These people probably aren't that well off and they got to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to eat, got to keep like, going. I... Yeah. And you know, if I died in a fiery train wreck and everyone I cared about who did survive, uh it was a Kept choice going. between like honoring my memory or eating.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Please eat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Please eat. Fuck my
0: memory. Honor that later. Yeah. I mean pretty much. Yeah. Honor that on your own time. But so, yeah, just a day or two later, they started, you know, doing shows again and going on with their already scheduled tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, partially by using employees and performers that were borrowed from other circuses, mm-hmm. including Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey's. Oh. So that's kind of a neat little yeah, that is throwback, neat. I guess. Mm-hmm. So Sargent survived. And was charged with manslaughter, but ultimately acquitted. I have no idea how. (sighs) That's beyond me. I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, like I get how you can fall asleep. Isn't that the the definition of manslaughter? But like, you're the engineer. Right, that's your job. Your job is to stay awake and fucking drive the damn train. Yeah. (laughs) Your job is to not kill eighty people with your train that's your job (laughs) so let's get to showman's rest yes let's which is unfortunate mass grave (laughs) it's a cemetery plot it's not just a mass grave so it's it's located in forest park illinois which i think is a suburb of chicago okay and it's a 750 plot section of a cemetery Mm. that's owned by the showman's league of america okay okay and it's dedicated mostly to employees of circuses and carnivals. Okay. So it's not just the victims of this train wreck. And it's not However, just the mass grave you have pictured here. It's not just the mass grave. Yeah. The first people buried there were from this train wreck. Right. So between 56 to 61 of the employees killed, again, the I'm not sure how many this is yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. were the first to be buried and most of them were in this mass grave it was a 35 by 24 foot with coffins the coffins from the wreck came in three different cars Mm -hmm. you know train cars and were buried at least five deep wow so so They weren't just buried next
1: to each other. They were stacked. So this image that you have here uh, where you can see dirt beneath the coffins, is that because the other ones have already been buried? I think that's
0: what it was. Okay. Yeah. I think that they, you know, they put in a layer of coffins, dirt, a layer of coffins, dirt. Damn. Which is
1: some heavy shit. And like some very deep digging. Unless they totally ignored that
0: six foot rule. Oh, it was way deeper than six foot, yeah.
1: Well, no, no, I'm saying six foot per, you know. Oh. No,
0: I think that, well, I have no idea. But probably it was less than six foot, because I think that they don't bury six foot apart when you bury yeah, two people you in the same to, grave. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't need to, huh? I guess you wouldn't need yeah. to. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's, that's Joe Coyle and the showman's rest and the
1: Hagenbeck-Wallace train crash and... Okay. The worst. Cool. <laughs> that pretty... that bummed out feeling I had earlier today uh, from sitting on my ass is not any better now. Thanks. Nope.
0: And I'm not going to make it better because I'm going to give you another story that's not as bad, but it's still pretty bad. Woo!
1: Yay!
0: <sighs> All right. So now we're going to get to Emmett Kelly mm-hmm. and the Hartford Circus Fire. Oh, great. Which is what Kay guessed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would be. Our topic. So,
1: let's talk about Weary Willie. Weary Willie. <laughs> that sounds... Uh, that sounds like someone with erectile dysfunction. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. No, that's amazing and I love that so much. I, I don't know how I like, hadn't
0: even thought that. No, I don't but, know either. No, that's but that's definitely weary like... Willy.
1: Uh, the oh, next shit. time anyone's partner with a penis uh experiences erectile dysfunction you should ask them if they have a weary willy to try and lighten the mood will that lighten the mood i don't know but i think that'll just make it more sad (laughs) i guess i guess you know if they don't have the context of the terrible story i'm sure we're about to hear then it will probably help
0: i don't think that folks with erectile dysfunction like associating jokes with the erectile dysfunction hmm. maybe people I've only experienced with that with people that with I see really hate, so
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been blessed to have not experienced that yeah. thus thus far. Good for you, I'm very lucky, but uh yeah- R- right- right into us if you used that joke on your partner and it helped or hindered, yeah.
1: You experiment, please.
0: <laughs> you experiment for us, because I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs>
1: I don't know, I might. <sighs> uh-uh. <laughs> not making any statements about my partner, I'm just saying. I think he appreciates a good joke. <laughs> yeah, there's joke.
0: some implications there. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, although, because he stopped drinking, you can't just blame it on whiskey dick.
1: Yeah, which that hasn't been an issue. That's, that's yeah. Although my partner doesn't drink either, hmm. mm. <laughs> see we can't test it out.
0: <laughs> we can't test it out. So listeners, please
1: <laughs> help us. We must know. We must know.
0: <laughs> Will the weary Willie joke work? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: We're dumbasses. Yep, we're dumbasses. Okay. It's, it's great. Fine. I
1: love it. It's fine.
0: We're we're all just twelve yeah. deep down. It's fine. How do you not be twelve? That would be dumb. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, so Weary Willie, who is not an erectile dysfunction clown. <laughs> <laughs> not the worst Viagra he... spokesman ever.
0: Not the worst Viagra spokesman ever. So his name is actually Emmett Kelly. Okay, He lived from 1898 to 1979, so he had a nice life. Yeah, it's impressive, especially, honestly, considering that time period. I feel like that's a quite a long yeah. time to live. No, like expressly. And he began his career with dreams of becoming an artist when he got picked up as a circus performer. What kind of artist? I think
1: he wanted to be a cartoonist. Oh, really? This outline says he was a trapeze artist
0: yeah 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 oh no so that's the coolest thing is he got picked up as a circus performer and he began his circus performer career as a trapeze artist oh which is like i'm sorry what who just starts off right? being a trapeze that's a artist? very
1: extreme uh
0: place to start i know he like his life is one of those things that you kind of want to talk about just because you're like what what okay right on what i thought you so, were missing yeah, something when i was
1: just i was the one who was oblivious
0: no, it's okay. I I make my outlines purposefully obtuse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, he began as a trapeze artist when he met his wife mm-hmm. and they actually performed together for a while, but his passion was in his own clown character, Aww. Weary Willie. Weary Willie. <laughs> so
1: god damn it sorry i can't unhear it it's his no, it's fault fine. Not I, mine. It. I think, I think, it's think so funny Willie has been a euphemism for a johnson for way longer than i've been alive so it's his fault for a johnson weary johnson <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry sorry. <laughs> so um
0: so weary Willie was the first of the depression era tramp cl- clowns okay. so a tramp being a like traveling hobo, yeah, odd jobs, like the roustabout folks that I was literally talking about just before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a little bit more homeless than those guys. Mm-hmm. A a vagabond. A vagabond if, if you yeah. will. And he worked for Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Okay. From 1942 to 1956. Okay, that's quite a while. So yeah. And so like that's kind of his his neat story i have a friend who i don't think listens to this but she her dad because he's delightful got her one of emmett kelly's self-portraits of weary willie oh that's from, awesome like, a fucking garage sale
1: so yeah he does look actually you know i was thinking uh before right before you said that that he looks like and I'm sure those caricatures are probably based on him, but I've definitely seen art that's very much like this portrait of him uh, you you put on my outline. It's just like that mm-hmm. that sad tramp clown. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, never been one I mean, for clown those art. Are going to be self portraits? Interesting.
0: Yeah, and and he's kind of a cool because like there is some of that what we talked about with the like lips. Yeah. The problematic lips and the nose, but he kind of separates that from like the really bad racism of the American clown Mm -hmm. in, you know, Homeless Guy the Clown TM. Yeah. And creates it's a caricaturized person. But it looks like a caricaturized
1: Caucasian person. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole difference, "Ah, right? I'm a
0: black guy. Yeah. It's like, ah, I am a sad hobo. I am a sad hobo. And it's cool because it really is. You know, like, so for one, he didn't speak because yada yada clowns mimes, right? Mm -hmm. But he usually when he was like performing, when he was just sort of doing stuff, he was usually like sweeping or or doing like manual labor. And he just always looked kind of sad and exhausted. And so he really was performing as like an entertainment clown while also being social commentary. Right.
1: Which is brilliant. I love that. I think it's pretty
0: cool. So yeah, he's a cool guy to talk about just for the sake of talking about. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he worked from 1942 to 1956 for the uh Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus. Yes. And in 1944, the worst circus accident ever ever happened. And he was present. Oh no. So, this is the Hartford Circus Fire. So, it's July 6th, 1944. Okay. Which was a particularly hot day in Connecticut. Connecticut. And somewhere between six to 8,000 people were at Holy the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, think about, you know, you've got the big top and then you've got the little big tops. <laughs> so, yeah, a fuckload of people were there. And I think this is kind of where you get that like, is it a circus or is it a carnival? Because there's a bunch of people in the area as well. Right, and as doesn't under the, the ambiguity 10?
1: come in when there's like more games and events and like maybe rides and stuff like that? You're like, eh. yeah.
0: And it's like, I'm not,
1: whatever, you know. And yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just, let's just call it a care. circus. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, there was a ton of people there. Super, super hot day. Nobody actually knows how the fire was started but it's generally accepted that an irresponsibly flicked cigarette set fire to some dry glass. Dry glass? Dry grass? I am such an idiot. Okay. (laughs) An irresponsibly flicked cigarette set fire to some dry grass Mm -hmm. near the big top, which ultimately caught the tent on fire. Mm. Now, the tent had been waterproofed with a mixture of paraffin wax... And thinned with gasoline. Great! So that bitch
1: burned. Why would. They just made it like a big. They just. I mean, that's like a wick. They're just like, here. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a. a fabric. Well, and I think wouldn't the paraffin wax kind of like slow the burn and enable it to get hotter while still providing it fuel, right? Like. Fabric coated in paraffin wax is going to burn stronger as, and longer as opposed well, paraffin
0: to paraffin like... wax, but thinned with gasoline.
1: Right, I know. I'm just saying, I think that wouldn't the paraffin wax, not, not in a good way, but I think it's going to slow it mm-hmm. and make it like a more effective burn. I do not know the science of paraffin oh, okay. wax, but I'll trust you. <laughs> uh, that's just me spitballing here based on what I know about some shit. Word,
0: <laughs> word, word, word. <laughs> Isn't that what we're always doing? I mean, because, like,
1: you know, a wick, right? If you just try and burn a cotton string, it's going to kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's a cotton string you know coated in paraffin wax, it's going to have a nice solid flame and burn really consistently down to the base.
0: Is that what wax is. Because exp- I always thought that wax was used to kind of keep the fire from just going out. But does it make it so that it burns?
1: I think it makes it more consistent. I think it's kind of like the flu on a fireplace, right? You get that just that right amount of control, and it helps it burn better.
0: Okay. I mean, maybe
1: I'm totally fucking uh, just talking out of my ass, but anyway, tell me more about this very terrible uh, giant big top fire. So yeah,
0: it whatever the wax did, it definitely aided the fire, and the gasoline also definitely. Yeah, I aided also the fire. definitely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we can. We can gladly. Agree to that one. I don't know about Gladly. Whatever the science yeah. is. So fucking hella burning tent. And this is so fucking eerie. It makes a lot of sense, but it's so eerie. So when the band noticed the fire,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like the marching band mm-hmm. that you have in circuses, mm-hmm. they began playing Stars and Stripes Forever.
1: Why? Which was a song
0: that they had established to signal a terrible emergency.
1: Oh. Now-
0: stars and stripes forever is like the circus song uh-huh it's the da 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 yeah oh do 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 yeah you know yeah okay it's like it's like always like halfway in my head yeah so like isn't that just kind of super fucking
1: eerie yeah also i feel like it's a bad choice for a an uh, uh, emergency signal song it's kind of like having your safe word be like oh yeah baby like I mean they're <laughs> well, a I circus I that, that and it's might like...
0: be why it's associated with the circus oh, okay I don't know if that's the I-, I think that it might be the emergency circus song and that's how it became associated with the circus as the circus song that would
1: make a lot more sense than my safe word analogy I feel like <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's more like if your safe word was banana, and then you got real hot for bananas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So I just I just find that really just eerie. Yeah, you're right. This, like eerie. I think that's you know, why I'm
1: avoiding it by making sex jokes. That's fair. That's what
0: we usually yeah.
1: do. <laughs> we usually avoid
0: terrible things by making sex <laughs> jokes. Penis. No, I'm not so welcome sad. to pomegranates and pitchforks.
1: <laughs> Where we will sex jokes through the tragedy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry-ish. Yeah, well, that's a pretty human thing to do, so get over it, listener.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Um, But also, thank you for listening.
1: I'm going to (laughs) continue to be
0: bitter. (laughs) Okay. So, so yeah, just an eerie band thing that just was part of what was going on. So patrons are trying to leave,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and they find that a lot of the exits are blocked by large animal cages that were in the process of being moved in and out of the tent.
1: With animals in them?
0: Well, yeah. So you got elephants and tigers Mm. and all of that shit. I don't know what the... I don't know what the body count for animals was in this situation. I haven't found it. But... Uh, so, yeah, a lot of a lot of the patrons were kind of locked, blocked by the animal cages. Mm-hmm. And so they'd like rip open holes in the tent. But wouldn't that just like create an oxygen opening and just it didn't help. Some people were able to escape through them, but it also, you know, it made the tent less stable. It created more oxygen flow, you know, Mhm. Mm-hmm. But also, it made it so that
1: some people could escape. I mean, so. yeah, I'm not saying they shouldn't have done if it. That's just, what you got to do. Then do oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. Th- I'm definitely not saying they shouldn't have done it. But definitely, that's immediately where my mind went. Is like it's like when you like take a stick and lift up that little bit of the log cabin inside your fire, and it mm-hmm. and it just goes whoosh. yeah,
0: yeah. So circus employees, including Emmett Kelly, right? Is that who that picture is that of, water. Water, or does it someone who just looks like? Yeah, him? that's Emmett okay. Kelly. That's Weary Willie with a bucket of water. Mm-hmm. At that bucket's the not gonna do that's not enough but no it's not gonna do it it's not gonna do it yeah it was definitely too late and it was kind of interesting because i found this pictured on um it was like a connecticut type uh-huh. thing so it was kind of like an official connecticut website uh-huh. and the like label under it was like circus performer helping with the
1: fire with buckets of water and i was like that's weary Willie, you motherfuckers like, you don't even have like yeah you think that the historical society of connecticut would yeah. be like duh we know this oh it was labeled clown with bucket hartford circus fire 1945 yes yeah, or 44 That definitely looks like weary <laughs> Willie, though doesn't
0: it it's totally weary Willie. Because like I've also heard the heard this picture described as like oh you see weary Willie with a bucket in this pic you know lazy so, historians yeah we'll we'll post that to Instagram like the rest of this mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know it's just it's just kind of neat
1: mm-hmm.
0: no yes okay it's neat the way all of the times that I say is that horrible yes it's horrible it's neat like that yeah. <laughs> so obviously the buckets were too late yeah. 19 tons of flaming tent came down on the people that were still inside. (sighs) Hmm. So, 168 people died. Holy shit. Mostly from burns and smoke inhalation, but a significant portion of victims were trampled
1: to death. Ooh, I don't know. I don't want to go either of those ways, but I... I know, right? But... Man, the the slow my lungs have burned from the inside and I have, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, sepsis from my burns, uh, yeah. that sounds like the worst option.
0: I think maybe I would go with trampled to yeah, death. Yeah, I think I would too. Because that feels like a quicker death. Yeah,
1: I think it would still be really traumatic, but like- Oh, it'd be awful. Definitely <laughs> dying from having your lungs burned from the inside would suck more.
0: Yeah. Although being burned to death sounds awful, too.
1: I think, though, like that don't you die from smoke inhalation? smoke inhalation? I think you die. You usually you die from smoke before inhalation before you burn, right? The people who but, die from but smoke sometimes inhalation you who won't. don't die. Oh, yeah.
0: Sometimes you burn to death. Mm. And that's definitely. So we have ranked this from worst to least worst. I'm sure everybody needed to know mm-hmm. what our ranking mm-hmm. was. But trampled to death is the is the least yes. worse than smoke inhalation, then birds, in case anybody wanted to know. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. And by great, I mean it's not great. So so there was there was a lot of victims. And most of them were identified mm-hmm. because this wasn't You know, this wasn't the same as the
1: uh, right. It wasn't. It wasn't unknown performers. It was a Mm well-established circus, and it was like guests.
0: Yeah, it was guests who were like there with you know friends and family. Right, so people knew that they were missing and could
1: account for them, and people who
0: knew they were missing. Yeah, as opposed to like traveling workers. Yeah. So, so most of the people were accounted for, but the most famous victim is a little girl. Who is only known as Little Miss 1565. And why? Because that was the name assigned to her at the city morgue.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So that's just a fucking sad as hell little extra thing. And I, uh, she's probably so famous because it's like, how does a six year old or seven year old or, you know, how does a young girl go to the circus and then not get, accounted for right
1: how does the young girl die alone at the circus and not have anybody mm-hmm. claim her yeah. yeah
0: so there's a couple of theories um one is that she's a six-year-old named sarah graham another is that she is eleanor emily cook from massachusetts mm-hmm. and then another is that she's a completely unrelated third person yeah. but yeah missing unnamed victim and i think that people kind of are stuck on that one because like a traveling vagabond who maybe gave someone his first name not being identified yeah. makes a lot of sense. And you're like, man, I'm really sorry that you lost your life and nobody is here to claim you. Mm-hmm. But a six-year-old? Yeah. That's that's just rough. <laughs> so an investigation by fire marshals later found that the circus's fire extinguishers mm-hmm were inaccessible and buried under a bunch of shit and the the fire trucks that were for the circus mm. were over a quarter mile away and they were
1: unattended at the time you know this is definitely the like organization and planning dork just coming up hard but the whole mm-hmm. uh, every but this this and the train tragedy the whole time i'm just thinking like wow they probably had no health and safety, safety regulations then And I'm sure this plays into why there are health and safety regulations Mm -hmm. for industries such as this and for events and why you need permits and why cops and and firemen are supposed to be at these sorts of events and Mm -hmm. why you have to pay fees so that they are there and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yep,
0: Yep. this is what happens when
1: a certain industry, well, I don't know, when things are unregulated, you can't have this many Mm -hmm. people in one place and not have some people there to protect them because shit will go down.
0: Yeah, six to 8,000 people under a giant fabric tent
1: that's been waterproofed with paraffin wax and gasoline. (laughs) Yeah, something that that method of waterproofing, I'm sure, is not legal anywhere
0: anymore. I have no idea, but I definitely know that this particular, like, tragedy actually set forward a ton of fire regulations for big events like this good like like this was a big 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 foundation for a lot of fire regulations good because of how hard they food fub- like there was so many no mistakes. fire safety yeah there was no fire safety yeah yeah there's several and places like, where i'm sure like, oh, nobody was expecting but i mean literally if just a lit cigarette lighting some glass some grass not glass is enough to not glass if if a lit cigarette is enough to set your tent on fire Mm -hmm. you were not thinking
1: about fire regulations yeah not at all you were not thinking about fire safety not at all and especially i mean like you know i get it middle of summer and whatnot but like it's not like you're in the you in a basin like it's connecticut that's not a particularly desertous area you know yeah I mean part of it was something something this was a particularly hot day. Right. And there are some environmental factors that played into the whole depression era dust bowl bullshit as far as mm-hmm. heat and wind and things like that are concerned. So But not
0: in Connecticut. Well, I don't know,
1: but but yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, part of it was weather, but also, like, that's part of, like, fire regulations is learning to account for weather. I mean, that's the reason that in Utah, you are allowed to do fireworks twice a year. And even that's being kind of pulled back because we are a desert. Yeah. (laughs) And we catch a lot of fires in the middle of the summer. Mm -hmm. Yes. So four circus officials were charged with negligence. Okay, good. Uh, criminally Mm -hmm. and they all spent under a year in prison in prison before being pardoned yay not a happy ending (laughs) so and then here's like the final picture is literally of that fire from that day and a bunch of people running away and you can see that big top oh yeah it's ripping like
1: yeah. You can even yeah, see, nuts. like, the you sides. You can see of the- an American flag in the background. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can see the sides that are closed. And then you can see, like, that mm-hmm. bright white glow from where it's open. Yeah, you can see that fire bursting mm-hmm. out. It's
0: nuts. It's pretty fucking terrifying. So, so yeah, those are those are the two big tragedy stories that I wanted to tell for... Our early 1900s sad clown TM. Great. Because, well, it's part of the story. It is part of the story. It's part of the story, you know? Mm. It, it, Joe Coyle really kind of is, like, our first modern sad clown mm-hmm. because he really did become the sad clown after losing his family.
1: Yeah, that's, like, too That's not... Uh, that's too sad. Yeah, it's too sad.
0: And then Emmett Kelly and the Hartford Circus Fire are actually kind of separate stories that are tied together. Mm -hmm. You know, Emmett Kelly taking on this Depression-era tramp clown and creating that as a style of clown is one thing. That's a
1: totally pleasant and enjoyable kind of sad clown. It's kind
0: of a cool, yeah, it's kind of neat. um, Because it's just like a form of entertainment that's also social commentary. And then the Hartford Circus Fire, he
1: just happened to be present at, which was just I'm sure incredibly traumatic and hard and terrible for him. Oh, yeah. But I'm also sure it was awful. still not the same thing as watching your wife and two children burn to death in a train car. Yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> exactly that one. So
0: so that's our stories for this week. And I think we're gonna do one more episode on clowns, and then Sunshine is going on a much needed vacation. So we are gonna either take a short break, like two weeks for Sunshine to do her thing, or maybe we'll do like some mini episodes so that we're still producing something for you guys, but we won't be getting back into like a big series like this for at least until, until
1: sunshine gets back from costa rica yeah sorry guys i gotta go hide in the jungle for a little while i can't i can't deal anymore <laughs> gotta go hide in the jungle i mean that's pretty much i mean that's honestly like we have our stays booked and we're getting a rental car and other than that we don't have shit planned like we have three different places that are just like out in the middle of fucking nowhere where we're just like all right we can hang High out in the, in the jungle. jungle. Yeah,
0: nice. Yeah, it'll be good. That's what's up. Yeah, just don't get eaten by any jaguars. Yeah,
1: I don't think that's. You know, I mean, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Come I can't. Back home. I I can't take bear mace on the plane, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> that's valid. Can you not even check it into your
0: bags? Or are you uh, not I'm any not check checking bags? a bag.
1: I might that's check it. Fair. I'm bringing like a spare. I'm gonna try and find some sort of like either like really like small stuffable backpack or like tote or something to put in the bottom of my bag, so that if I. I'm able to afford to bring back some souvenirs. Like I can decide to check a bag on the way home, mm-hmm. you know, like bring a spare. But no, I'm not. Fuck that. That's fair. Like I know how to pack a carry on bag. I ain't no fool. I'm not going to. Um. So, yeah, I think
0: is that I think that's it. That's it for that's today. It. OK, so we're probably fully at the end of October when this comes out, mm-hmm. I think. We have gotten several new patrons this month and it is super exciting. Go figure, the horror podcast gets new patrons during October. But I just wanted to do a shout out to all of our patrons because um, not only can we now cover our hosting fees, but also I've got a little bit of extra, so we might be able to put that back into the show. First thing on the agenda is probably buying Sunshine a replacement charger cord
1: for her laptop. (laughs) Uh, yeah doggies i only need the like skinny half i forgot one nice thing about mac chargers is that like you know there's the fat half that goes into the wall and the box and Mm -hmm. then the skinny half and so i can just buy the skinny. you know i can just buy the skinny half so bad i think that'll make it. i haven't even looked into it but i think it'll make it more affordable
0: (laughs) yeah but you know we might be able to use it to rent a movie that we want to see for the show or buy a book that I want to read for the show you know just a it's a little bit of extra to to pad the pockets as far as helping us to put back just into the show make our and lives mean, that's, a little easier so you can yeah, produce better content <laughs> that's I mean that's exactly the goal of a patron right yeah is or a patreon is to you know be able to use it to kind of help with some of the fees of running a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just really excited and I really appreciate it. So I just want to thank Caroline, obviously OG.
1: OG. Aaron,
0: Gabrielle, Kari, Kate, and Squidge, who is our newest Patreon. Squidge. Squidge. how cute. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So thanks, you guys. Thank you so, so much. And if anybody else is listening and wants to help us out, our Patreon is Patreon Palm Pitch Pod. Because everything all is all at our Palm Pitch Pod. Things. Everything is at Pod and Pitch Pod. So, yeah, I think that's it. Is that it? I think that's it. All right. Thank you so much. We love you, bye. listeners. Love you. Bye. 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 It's complicated.